When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 13. Chapter titled The Provider. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we're here. We're back two weeks in a row. Yeah, we're, we're no on a two-week street. No vacations, no nothing, just work and boring life. <laughs> yep, very, very boring. Um, Tanya? Yes? Have you ever felt like you're better than me in our relationship? No, never. Have you ever felt like that I'm better than you in our relationship? Yes, always. How do you handle that? I mean, it's fine with me. Uh, we, I actually, it's hard to express. I think that you have had more opportunity than I have to, I guess, prove your worth. Yeah. And I am constantly trying to prove mine in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think that we have completely different strengths and... Mm-hmm. And what I bring to the table is not less important than what you bring to the table. It's just very, very different. Right. Yeah. No, I, I that's that's where I'm at with it, where it's like um, you're better than me in many ways and I'm better than you in some ways. Like that's how life works. That's mm-hmm. normal. Right. But I was wondering if you kind of understood like where Corey was coming from in this episode. I like, definitely did. Yes. But yeah. only because in the past I've been on the brutal receiving end of what Topanga went through. And mm. it, it was very different than what Topanga went through, but it was a constant beating down so that I couldn't be as much as I could be. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I haven't made it a secret that, like, my first marriage was terrible. Um, Surprise. And, <laughs> and the living situation was often incredibly awful. And and I am someone who wants to be good at things. And, yeah. and I have a lot of interests. And, and I like to try new things. I'm constantly trying new things. And I practice them. And and try to get good at them. And in that situation, every time I tried something new and was good at it, I was put in my place and my place was lesser than always. Um, I think me being good at things threatened their perceived notion of whether or not I could make it on my own. Mm Mm-hmm. And as long as I was kept in my place, then I would know I couldn't make it on my own. Mm. And that's very different than what Topanga and Corey's situation was in this setting, but also not. Like, yeah. it, it it was similar. Yeah, we'll get um, to that more as, as far as the episode goes, but yeah. I so. know, I know you had some... I mean, it's a great, great way, just a uh, uh, super positive way to start our episode but well, you asked a question i know no i'm not blaming you see look at her getting defensive <laughs> um yeah no i'm just saying um but 
Yeah, I've been through a lot of, I've had a lot of relationships. Right. And had to spend a lot of time trying to figure myself out. So I, I, I came to grips with things. Right. Some time ago. And, and that's not necessarily to say like people who date a lot get it together. Like I'm also the kind of person who's always introspective and picking apart my own actions. Like, um, everybody kind of does things for, for reasons like their brain triggers, like this is why you do this and this Mm -hmm. is why you do this. And, I am always and always have been since I was little. I pick apart like, why did I do things like that? Like, why did I do that? And then I try to like figure it out. I piece myself together like a puzzle. Yeah. But so have you ever felt like you were inadequate in our relationship? In our relationship? Yeah. I mean, in different ways, sure. Um, I mean, there were times where uh, we were only getting by because of you. Um, and, and I felt inadequate for that, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like I also still recognize, like I am, I am useful in other ways. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's the same, like defeated attitude where I'm like, oh, my wife is so much better than me. I can't do no, like we're in it or we're not Mm -hmm. and we're in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not concerned. Right. Um, and I'm not comparing us. Um, I don't remember, we were talking about something earlier this week and you were like, well, what do you say about this? Oh, rating you in different aspects. Oh, and I was you, like... You were you were putting it in what, like D&D terms D&D of terms. like How I rate, what level you are. What level I am in specific things. I was really trying to be honest with myself and think about how I am as a father, how I am as a, as a worker, how I am career-wise, how I am at home and, and cleanliness and how I am like running the list of things that... I that make me me mm-hmm. and really picking myself apart. And when I started talking about that with Tanya, she was like, Ooh, <laughs> rate me. And I was like, No, that's not that's not happening. And she was like, I was just joking with you. Actually, I really want you to. Well, because his hesitance made me feel like, Oh, maybe he wouldn't rate me very high. No, I, um, I would never think of you critically that way. And that's what I was tr- saying the other day. Like, I would never think of you or our relationship critically that way. Mm-hmm. I will I will turn inward and look at myself and figure out what I can do and be better. Um, and, if, and if I have an issue in our relationship, I'll talk about it with you. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's a really healthy way to look at it. And I'm really fucking healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can eat gluten now. <laughs> Thank goodness, because we've got a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's very healthy to um, better yourself and not think about the shortcomings or or how great the other person is when it comes to like comparison, because that builds resentment and resentment creates a huge rift in any relationship. And I think that's that was such a huge thing with my first marriage is I was resented Mm -hmm. for trying. Um, And so I learned from that not to let comparison build resentment. Um, And, and it seems like you learned that a lot too. Luckily we both learned it before we got together. Yeah. Congrats. Um, 
anyway, how have you been? <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's been a rough week. Um. What have you been watching? Have you been watching anything? I I watched all of Heartstoppers. Oh, that's right. On like Saturday and Sunday. I was gonna say I feel like all that's been on our TV is our flag means death. I've watched it so much. Have you watched it through four times now? I yes. In the past month. In the past like two weeks. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's been a rough week, and she needed comfort. And it's very, very comforting. I love Our Flag Means Death so much. But yeah, you watched Heartstopper, which is, was big. Yeah, it was... It, that Heartstopper is such a sweet show. On Netflix? Yes. Um, it is so sweet and so charming. And um, I read a good portion of the webcomic when the webcomic was coming out. There was like a time when I was working like in retail management where on my breaks I didn't have time to really delve into like a book and read and I read a lot of web comics I read Nimona during that time um I read a lot of Penny Arcade during that time mm. um and I read a lot of Heartstopper and I really love the um like the medium of web comics. And I'd like to honestly get back into it some. But what's really, really awesome is watching all of these comics get published as books. And yeah. Heartstoppers is a pretty, pretty popular book, obviously, because they made it into a Netflix show. And I never finished the comic. So I have no idea where it's going. Um, but it was, it was beautiful to watch how they paralleled the comic so perfectly and even did like the frames a certain way and it was just so good and goodness gracious if Netflix is good at adapting web comics then they will do well with Nimona and that's all I can ask for yeah, we'll see um I'm already very trepidatious we'll see but... we got some time to figure it out yep um what yeah. have you been watching but, well I was gonna say as far as Heartstopper goes like our our daughter and our son's girlfriend are out watching Heartstopper together right now and just like screaming and cheering and excited about different moments and yelling at different moments and they are just like fully engrossed and like no 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 kiss him please no oh my god yeah, I walked out there to tell them we were about to record, and they were like, Bobanya, this is so frustrating. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty realistic. Like, that's that's kind of how relationships go, especially when people are figuring themselves out. And they're like, I know. That's why it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, no, Tanya's favorite genre, genre I think, is uh, teenage romance. <laughs> no, I like... I like romance done well. Um, I like romance that shows like a compassionate love. And I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. We have had nothing but like hetero romances to the point where they have become just like cheesy meat cutes. Like Hallmark is a channel that is nothing but cheesy hetero romance mm -hmm. and um i think just in the past few weeks watching our flag means death and watching Heartstoppers, the genuine like sweetness of both of those romances um the 
the falling for people and it's not like, oh, well, like this girl is from this side of the tracks and this girl or this guy is from this side of the tracks and oop, they bumped into each other in a coffee shop and now obviously they're going to fall in love. Like it's so much more realistic and so much more genuine. And I, I don't know whether to attribute that to the artistry that's coming from like a queer writer's room or, or what it is, but the like queer romances seem so much more heartfelt to me mm-hmm. than the cookie cutter hetero romances. And like we talked about it some like last week where you were like, this, <laughs> this seems to be like everything that you are immersing yourself in. I'm like, but it's so much more genuine. Um, and both of those shows, I just, they got my heart. Yeah. No, they're they're good shows. Um I I think I like Heartstopper more. Like they like we talked about it last week as far as like storyline goes. Like Heartstopper mm-hmm. has a, a a running like that's the it's a story. Mm-hmm. And then the relationships are part of the story. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being the relationships and then the story is pulled along by that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's different. But anyway, what have I been watching you asked? Yeah, I did Five ask. 5 minutes ago? Uh, yeah, I did Nothing. ask. Nothing. I haven't been watching anything I don't think. I have been playing Triangle Strategy on Switch. And, and I you're am, almost finished? I'm almost finished, but I will say I'm, I'm very close to the end. And it's the dumbest name ever. Like, I hate telling people, like, oh, I'm playing Triangle Strategy. Um, because it doesn't do the game justice. Uh, it might end up being my favorite strategy RPG of all time. And that's, like, over Fire Emblem, over... Um, Final Fantasy Tactics. It's just so good and well-written and well-grounded. Yeah, I think, like, with a name like Triangle Strategy or Final Fantasy Tactics, it makes it sound like one of those games... What was the Command and Conquer? Like, it mm. makes it sound like Command and Conquer, where you just, like, basically play Risk with your pieces on the screen. Um, well, and, and, and in a way you do, you have to be good at that. Um, so, But both of those have a story yeah. that it's driven of, by of, unlike command and conquer where I'm sure there was a story somewhere. I used to have to watch hours and hours of gameplay of that game. And like when you said, Oh yeah, I'm going to play triangle strategy. If I had not seen Cameron from boy meets world fever posting about it on Twitter, I would have thought that it was just another like command and conquer game. Yeah. But he was posting about the story and how it's like reading a novel. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of reading, um, and it actually puts me to sleep most nights because it's too much reading. Mm-hmm. But it's not not done poorly. Like I really, really enjoy. It. I'm not complaining about the amount of reading. It just I'm dumb, so it takes me longer to get through that. But I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, but I can't wait to be finished with it so I can play Elden Ring again, again. But see, you're reading that. That's like your nightly reading where normally you would read a book. Right. Um, and in the time that you've played Triangle Strategy, I think I've read like six books. Mm-hmm. I just read Inheritance Games and The Hawthorne Legacy, which is the second book in the Inheritance Games series. And they're both so good. So, so good. And I can't wait for the third one to come out. I'm so excited. Well, anyway. That's what we read. You know what else we watched? <laughs> what did we watch? Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 13, Chapter Titled. The Provider. 
this episode was directed by Lynn McCracken and it was written by Jeff Minnell. Oh. I know. Oh. Oldies. Are they goodies, though? Are they? Let's find out. But first, can you blurb me up? The blurb for this week is Corey's feelings of inadequacy. Inadequacy is a really hard word to say. Corey's feelings of inadequacy reach a boiling point. Okay. Where do we start, Tanya? Classroom or not? Not. We're at Chucky's. It seems like we're at Chucky's most days. Yeah. Seems like we spent all of our time at Chucky's. Yep. They had nothing better to do with their time. Absolutely nothing. We're at Chucky's. Um, Corey runs in. Sean is at a table and he's just like, Sean, I've got big news. And Sean immediately is like, Topanga's pregnant. And Corey's like, she is? Why didn't she, why didn't she tell me? Why didn't she tell you before she told me? Are you my baby's father? <laughs> um, and Sean is just like, hey, idiot. You, were, you wanted to tell me something. It's just so funny to watch Sean be the confident, like, uh, hey, stupid. Uh, I feel like he always has been, but as he's gotten older and and gone through all of his like life experience, he's been more confident in like doing that. I think I don't think he's he's always I mean, a, as kids, he always felt like Corey was better than him. Mm-hmm. He always felt inadequate to Corey. Mm-hmm. And now he's at the point where he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm good. I'm great. Right. I'm a good kid. I'm, I don't need Corey. Right. Um. And we're watching that kind of play out. But it's it's funny. Um, but Corey goes, no, I got a new job. And Sean is like, where? And he goes, let me ask you, who, who, who would I want to work for? And Sean's just like, I don't know. And he's like, me. I want to work for me. I am my own boss. Isn't that great? Isn't it perfect? And Sean's like, it doesn't sound perfect to me, but I'm sure for you it's great. And uh, he says, and I can make anywhere between four hundred and five thousand dollars a month. And Sean immediately goes, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> um, but in in this conversation, Corey's just like, "What do you mean? Oh no, this is great. I I can wear what I want. I can eat lunch when I want. It's great." And uh, and then I can. What does he say? He says, He's going to have Topanga dress up like his ma- his French maid. Fifi Labanza. Fi- is that what he says? Yeah. Fifi Labanza. I thought it was Fifi Labu, but that's that's whatever. <laughs> Fifi Labanza. And Sean says, do you really call her that? And Corey's like, not yet. And then Topanga walks in and he's, as he's talking and he like jumps. Um, and Topanga's like, I have big news. And Corey's like, I have big news too. And Topanga's like, do I get to go first? And Corey says, yes, ladies first. And she says, I got a job. And he's like, I got a job too. Does he? Yes. Okay. And then they're both like, yes, this is exciting. We're a two income household. And Topanga's just like, what is your job? And Corey's like, no, like, well, what happened? And Topanga's like, well, I was on the train. Um, I was going to go look at shoes, just look at them, not buy them, obviously. And I ended up next to this woman and she was looking at this spread of like um, outfits. And I looked over and I was like, I like that outfit. And she agreed. She thought it was great. And we had a whole conversation. And then she offered me a job. I'm her assistant. I'm an assistant to an editor at a fashion magazine. And... Uh, she's like, all right, Corey, what's, what's yours? And he goes, uh, well, I sell magazines, subscriptions on the phone. And she goes, oh, and Sean goes, try again. And she goes, 
oh and sean goes better (laughs) and she's like okay well where's your office and he's like our living room and she's like oh and sean goes again "Uh, try again and she goes oh and he goes okay that's worse (laughs) (laughs) um but now we cut back to chucky's but it's later or yeah it's sometime at some point and it's eric working mm-hmm. and he's walking through it's very empty in there at this time and he's like looking at the floor i guess he's inspecting it for dirt and then he finds a penny, a penny. he he reaches down picks up the penny he's like oh my god and um <laughs> jack walks over and he's like oh you found a penny on the ground huh was it on heads and eric looks at it and he goes is that the side with the head on it and jack is dumbfounded and it was on heads, so Jack tells him that that's a lucky penny, and Eric loses it. Like, he is mm-hmm. just like, are you are you serious? I've never had a lucky penny before. And he gets very excited about mm-hmm. his, his life. Um, and then we... And Rachel comes Rachel in. Rachel comes in. It was so good to see her. It was. Um, she comes in, and Eric comes running up to her, and he's like, look what I have. And she's like, oh, a penny. And he's like, no, it's a lucky penny. Look at this lucky penny. And she's like, oh, my God, you have a lucky penny? And he's like, wait, stop it. I know what you're doing. You're trying to hit on me. You're trying to seduce seduce me out of my lucky penny. For my lucky penny. And she goes, oh, you're right. I'm hot for your lucky penny. Imagine if you had a nickel. Yeah, she grabs him by the face and pulls him in like nose to nose. She is so, hmm, what's the word for it? Um, confidently sexual yeah like she's just like exudes that mm-hmm. she but pulls and not in. and it's not in any kind of way other than adorable yeah yeah yeah. it's she's just that's her yeah um and she pulls him in face to face and says imagine what i'd do for a nickel i'd probably marry you and eric <laughs> looks back at jack and goes i need a nickel <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now we go to the married dorm apartment place that Corey and <laughs> married, Topanga... Married dorm apartment place. That... Doesn't quite roll off the tongue the way Chucky's does. I don't know. I think it just rolled M-D-A-P. off my tongue pretty well. Okay. Um, and Corey is sitting on the couch. He's got his headset on and he's like, okay, Mr. Shinazi, my name is Corey. I'm going to be selling you magazines. Please don't hang up. I've got 700 magazines to go through. I'd really like it if you were nice to me today. And he's like, all right, here we go. Aardvark. Hello? Shinazi? Shinazi? And so then he, like, picks up his little, like, handset, calls him back, and he's like, Shinazi, I told you. Please don't hang up on me. That that was really rude. I've had a bad day. And he's like, all right, where do we leave off? Oh, yeah. Aardvark. Hello? Hello? And then Topanga walks in, very excited, just like beside herself excited. And she's like, you would never guess what happened to me at work today. And Corey stands up like hunched over and he's like, this job is going to make me the kind of person that takes aspirin. And it's like, okay, hard habit there, Corey. Corey's only ever had one other job in his entire life and it was working for the mob at a restaurant. (laughs) So, Well, he was an intern at that... uh, was it a newspaper? Or like a magazine? 
I can't remember what what they Rashaun entered that. Yeah, yeah, but like that, like he it it was a class placement right, right, thing. Right. Like it wasn't like he had a job that he was getting paid for. That's true. But um, yeah, he walks away, and then Topanga goes on about how she well, she, well immediately. Corey goes into the room to get the aspirin mm-hmm. and Topanga sits down on their adorable yellow couch that I want so badly and she picks up the headset and she puts it on and she like dials a number and she's like, hi, is this Karen Santiago? Hi, my name's Topanga. I'm one of those really annoying people that sells magazines for a living. I know. We're the worst, aren't we? And like, she's so adorable. Yeah, she was incredibly personable, just... Uh, made it easy, and then she's like, okay, well, yeah, we do have that magazine. Oh, yeah, we have that magazine, too. Really? All of them? Okay, we'll bill you. And she hangs up, and she's like, and Corey goes, let me guess, you sold a magazine. And she goes, eight. I sold eight subscriptions. You must have sold, like, 800. And he's like, you must not have heard me when I said I sold zero subscriptions today, like, five seconds ago. And she's like, okay, well, listen to what happened to me at work. So I was working and Judy, I think her name was, Judy comes to get me to pick out one of three outfits or two of three outfits. And I picked two. The other two ladies did not like the ones that I picked, but Judy did. And now I'm promoted. And And it's going to be on the cover. And Corey's just like, hooray. And then... He's been struggling with the aspirin bottle this whole time, and she walks up and just pops it open, and he, like, rolls his eyes. Um, And now we cut back to Chucky's. Uh, Eric is walking around with his penny, just like, I am the chosen one. I am protected. Yeah, and Jack is with him, but we also have Angela and Rachel on the couch, and Sean. And Sean is just like, do you really think that that penny works? And Eric's like, yeah, of course it does. I'll show you. And he walks over to the pool table where a bunch of like jocks are playing pool. And okay, Jack is like, please don't do this. I like we work here. Please do not like ruffle their feathers. I agree, Jack. And Eric's just like, no, no, like the power of the penny. It'll be fine. Just watch. And he starts to like instigate stuff with Rocco, who seems to be like the head jock. Big football dude. And... Rocco's getting, you know, kind of irritated or whatever. And Eric says, does it ever get awkward for you to play on the team when you're gay? And Eric, you're the worst. But also the the the, the, the crowd track. goes, ooh, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, then positive spin on things i know rocco is like oh my gosh thank you so much i've been trying to figure out how to say it guys i am gay and the laugh track explodes at him saying he's actually gay yes and then the two guys behind him are like oh that's awesome we're gay too and then the laugh track explodes again my notes are just laugh track question mark question mark question mark like over and over and over again but also like not only was what eric said terrible but you don't out people even if they are gay like that's for them to figure out so like the whole like oh thank you so much was also a little bit damaging i know they tried to put like a positive spin on things but that's also not yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, and then laughing about it was 
wild. Yeah. It wild. Was, it was nuts. I did, like, I had so many, like, conflicting thoughts about it. Because at this point in time, the I think a lot of mainstream shows were struggling to get real representation on their shows. Sure, Like, yeah. especially on, like, TGIF. Um, and Disney has always tried to be a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to like queer representation and and having you know their like gay days at Disney World and stuff like that all the things that my family boycotted them for Mm -hmm. so in one aspect I wondered if this was them trying to like squeak in something that made it seem like oh these three guys are actually gay. Cool, cool, cool. Like, so here's that's th- great. But then the laugh track. Right, exactly. So that's the thing. If if this plays out without that laugh track, I think it's excusable in a sense where you're talking about the end of 1999, this being on TV in primetime television in one of the biggest shows on the planet. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be... It would be understandable that they were trying to go, look, see... You tried to to call him gay, and he is gay, and it's great. Right. And at this time, I think Will and Grace was, like, really big. That's true. Um, Will and Grace was big, and there was a lot of self-deprecation in Will and Grace. Yeah. So, like, those were the things that were laughed at for Will and Grace because it was a queer show. Right. This is different in the fact that this is not a show that has tons and tons of representation all the time. It's not queer coded it's just honestly it's heteronormative and then they throw this in there and they're like laughing 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 right that that was the part that that it's just it's inexcusable like the the laughter there like again we've we've talked about it in in just the past few weeks so much Mm -hmm. but that was so damaging to people who are watching at home they were like oh he's gay that's that's great and then the laugh track plays right um, but anyway, so where do we go from there? The patio at Chuggies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Topanga or Corey's out there. He's playing solitaire with real cards, which also brought me into thinking about the fact that like we have cell phones all the time and like computer cell phones where we we can play solitaire on our phone if we want to yep. or like any other game. Like if this were set now, Corey would have been sitting there playing like, I don't know. Got him. Wordle. <laughs> He'd be and, playing Wordle and Topanga would walk up behind him and be like, oh, I can get this Wordle in two tries. Right. Um, but yeah. instead, he's actually sitting playing solitaire at a table on the patio with real cards. And she walks up and she basically uh, solves a line for him or whatever. Um, Wins the whole thing. Does she? Yeah. I thought it was she just got one of the like. No, she's like, here's an ace. Here's a two or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, there you go. You won. Good mm. job, Corey. And that's kind of how she yeah, says it. Yeah, because she realizes that she did it for him. And then she's like, oh, good job, Corey. And Corey gets very upset with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start arguing because Corey's just like, of course, of course. How many games have you won, Topanga? And she's like, whatever. You're just playing on your break, right? And he's like, no, I'm not playing on my break. Well, like, he says it's my break. It's a long break. I quit. And she's like, what? Why? And he was like, because I can't sell any magazines. And you came in and sold eight magazines, just like you always do. You do everything better. 
Um, and she's very confused at the resentment that is coming towards her from him. Um, which there is a piece of that that like is her not practicing any type of empathy whatsoever. For like, sure. She's not in the wrong for being good at things, but right. she is in the wrong for not understanding why he's upset right now. No, but we can go back literally to the first season. That's... Uh, of all of the things that change from character to character, that's one thing that has been Topanga since the beginning. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand that her gloating about her accomplishments hurts people. Right. Well, and it, like with the job and stuff, I don't necessarily find that to be like a gloating. It's not that she's not even being humble. She's just telling people an exciting thing that happened to her that day. Right. Um, like this isn't a situation where she's like, look at what I did. Look at what I did. Look at what I did. Don't you feel shitty? Like she genuinely is excited about something that happened at work. And, but she's not taking a step back to be like, oh, my husband's obviously upset about something. Right. She's, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing inherently. Right. She's just not picking up on the social cues of, oh, hey, this isn't a good thing to right now or even if she doesn't understand why he's upset she should notice that he's upset and ask him why yeah well now she has asked him and he starts they start arguing back and forth and they're arguing as they walk into the main room of chucky's um and they're you know going back and forth about the fact that like Corey can't do anything and topanga can do everything and um everyone off to the side like the whole gang is just like, uh, should we leave? And Angela's like, no, no, it's their first fight. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I fell off the bed laughing. We both were just like, what? Their first, their first fight? fight? That was obviously a mistake, and they won't say that eight more times this episode. And It was just one. It's their first fight, I guess, since Angela's been around. But that's not true That's either, not true because, either. Because like, Topanga literally lived in an apartment with the girls right. because of a fight. And Topanga wouldn't marry Corey, yes, because of her parents, but they fought about getting married. Yeah, I normally don't try not to comment as we watch episodes, but Angela said, let them go. It's their first fight. And I yelled, this morning or something. <laughs> um, like, it was so ridiculous. But anyway, um, so Corey and Topanga are arguing back and forth. Topanga says something about like, oh, is that crazy? And Corey's like, yeah, that's crazy. And Sean walks over and he grabs Corey and he's like, yeah, it's crazy. But and Corey screams at him, sit down or something, right? No, Topanga screams at Angela. Well, it's Sean first. Yeah. And then the next, they start arguing about something else. Angela comes over and is like, no, 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 he's not calling you crazy. And Topanga's just like, sit down. Yeah. Like, right in Angela's face. Yeah. And she does. And there's, like, this whole thing that that was my biggest issue with Topanga not picking up on cues. And I understand, like, I mean, this is not an unrealistic fight by right. any stretch of the imagination. This is probably the most realistic fight that I have seen in this show so far. Yeah. Because what it is is both sides are angry at each other, but part of it is an internalized feeling. Mm-hmm. And neither of them knows what to do other than spew angry things towards the other person when they both have things to work on internally regarding this. Yeah, neither of them have any any inclination of what to do other than win the fight. Right. Because 
they don't want to feel bad for losing the fight. Right. And Topanga, like, in the middle of Corey actually saying what the problem is, like, he's he's now eloquently saying, you do everything right, and I can't do anything. And he makes a grammatical error, and Topanga corrects it. Yeah, she says, well, I, I do things well. And Corey's just like, wait, what? And he, she's like, oh, I do things well. That's the correct way to say it. And he's just like, are you joking? You think correcting me at a time like this is the right way to go about things? And they fight a little bit longer. She stalks off crying. Well, so he starts screaming. It gets really bad. Uh, he, Corey screams about her kissing Judy's butt so that she can... Uh, do better at her job. And, and she says, well, I wouldn't have to if you could sell a single magazine subscription. And then he says something about... Um, her big mouth. Yeah, he says, uh, like, how could I not hear you talk about it because of your big mouth? And then she storms off crying. Yeah. And he's like, see, I win. You stormed off. I win. Um, And then we do, like, the flip screen thing where we're still in Chucky's, but it's Corey and Sean sitting on the couch at Chucky's. And... Corey's just like, goodness, that was bad. And Sean was like, yeah, oh, and she ran out crying. Because Corey said, you killed my spirit. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's a, that's yeah, a, that was a big, big thing. Yeah. Corey said, you killed my spirit, and she rushed out crying. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Sean is talking to Corey, like, arm around him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sean says, like, yeah, she ran out crying. That's a really big deal. And Corey was like, that's really bad. And Sean was like, yeah, in my experience... People run out the door crying. Someone either goes and gets them or that person doesn't come back. And Corey, this was like brilliant acting, is you see this like realization dawn on Corey where he's like, wait, there's a possibility that she might not be there. Well, because he Corey says, what do I do? And Sean says, you go back home. You hope that she's there. And Corey goes, oh, my God. Well, and like, it was like his face, like this, this look washed over his face, like yeah. gradually. It was so it good. Was, yeah, it was really good. Um, And he's like, what do I do? And Sean's like, look, I can't help you with this. There's only one person that can go through this with you. And Eric pops his head out from between them and is like, yeah, me, your brother, Eric. And Sean's like, no. They need to, Corey needs to go home to Topanga and they need to fight it out. And Corey's like, like a cage match. And Sean's like, yes, you just fight until there's no fight left in you. And then you make up and it'll be fine. And Eric, another moment for him, another terrible, terrible moment for him, starts yelling at Sean. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Trailer boy, trailer boy, all you do is talk. Trailer boy, shut up. Yeah. And then... Then turns around and is like super sweet to Corey. Like they have this moment that I literally wrote like best hug ever. Yeah, it was really nice where he's like got this penny that means so much to him. And he says, take my lucky penny. And, and Corey's like, you, you can't be serious. I don't, you don't want me to take that. And Eric is just like, take it. And he's like, give me a moment. And he talks to the penny and then he goes and he puts it around Corey's neck. And Corey's just like. You can tell it's like the sweetest thing. But then Eric goes and hugs Corey and the look on Corey's face 
is so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. So that was a good moment after another shitty moment by Eric. Right. And then Corey and Sean walk out and Eric sits down on the couch and gets struck by lightning. Yeah. And then somebody pours a bucket on his head because he says, at least it's not raining on me. Yeah. So he got struck by lightning. Because his luck is gone. Anyway, so now we go back to uh, the house. The, the, the married dorm apartment place. That married dorm apartment place. And... Corey walks in and he doesn't see Topanga and, and he starts to get nervous, but she's sitting at the, or no, she's not. She like walks in and sits back down at the table. Right. Where she's playing solitaire. And that's when Corey's just like, how many games have you won? And Topanga's like, what, like whatever. <laughs> and Corey's like, look, I'm here to say like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And I absolutely take back everything I said. And Topanga's just like, Okay. And he freaks out, like yells at her. Like, like you're supposed to, I said sorry to you. You're Now it's your time to say it back. And she's like, that's not how this works. Which was, again, yes. Right. Agreed. Um, but in this fight, it's said again that this is their first fight ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. She says, Corey, we, we, you, cause, because they stopped talking. They start fighting, it gets bad, and then it cuts to later, and Topanga says, to put a timestamp on it, um, you haven't said a word in an hour, we need to argue, we need to have this conversation, and Corey's like, why? And she says, because this is our first fight ever. We we can't let our first fight ever go this way. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. Um... It's not even the first married fight. Yeah, they fought when they, like, got the apartment that they were living in. They fought through that whole thing. Because that was my first thought. Like, maybe they're trying to say it's their first married fight, but it wasn't. So, I don't know. Um, Maybe we're thinking, like, knockdown drag out fight is the same as, like, a general fight. I don't know. No, they've had fights worse than this. Or as bad as this. Yeah. Their Uh, relationship has been tumultuous. This is not their first fight. But so uh, more time passes, you can tell by like they're shifting on the couches mm-hmm. and stuff. Topang is like laying on the floor and she's just like, I broke your spirit because Corey has now like yelled at her about the fact that, you know, he would bring a good grade home, but Topanga's would be better. He would get a job and Topanga's would be better. He got into Pembroke. She got into Yale. And she's like, but I didn't go to Yale. And he's like, yeah, because of me, like... You still did better than me and then stayed here for me. You're still better. Yeah. And um, the next scene, we see her like laying on the floor crying and she's just like, I broke your spirit. And, and then she goes, I only did everything. To, I only did everything to impress you. And Corey goes, really? And she goes, no. <laughs> and then she's like, I did like. Some of the things that I did were to impress you, but it was mostly for me. Like, I did, like, two things for you. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. And so I I actually saw an article earlier today that uh, my phone is recommending me because it's, you know, trying to send me everything Boy Meets World related. And uh, Danielle Fischel did an interview not long ago where she talked about how 
she she was ready for the show to end for years. Mm-hmm. She just wanted it to be over. If I had to play Topanga, I would have been ready too. Well, and and that's what I'm. My guess is, and it kind of goes back to what I said a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I think they said this show's ending now, and she was like, it was just a weight lifted off of her yeah. shoulders because she's been fantastic for like four or five episodes. I mean, she's been fantastic for this season because when you think about the funny aspects of the honeymoon episode when you think about the funny aspects of when they move into the married dorm and all of that like it's her yeah she's funny um you could see it you know i think for me it started with the eric popping out of the couch episode Mm. there was a lightness to her in everything that she was doing that made things so much funnier yeah yeah, it really does seem like she's just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in 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 her defense, now she in in that article, she's going back and saying, "I wish I had spent more time cherishing what I had." Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, what happens next? So the next scene, you see like Topang is laying on Corey on their perfect little yellow couch, and you know Corey is saying like, "I don't want to hold you back." And she's like, you don't hold me back. Like, we're in this together. She says some really good things about they're married. They are in this together. No one is better than another person. They need to be, like, basically, like, helpers to each other. Um, And that... They need to make each other feel better about themselves. Right. And they need to feel better about themselves. And then... Mm -hmm. And Topanga says... And when when it's when we need to fight, we need to fight. And Corey goes, "But I'm scared of you." And that is how Alden feels when we need to have a fight. There were there were a few times within this fight where Corey will sit there, and Topang is like, "Why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you saying anything?" Obviously, you have something that you want to say, and he's just like, "I, I don't know how to say it." And that was so relatable to me because I I do feel like I do that to you. Yeah. Where when we are in any kind of conflict, because we don't like knock down, drag out fight ever. Um, I think we're too old for that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, also, I don't want to. <laughs> right. I don't want to either. Um, but there have been times where I'm trying to pull an answer from you so that we can continue the conversation because I feel like nothing's going to get resolved until we continue the conversation and you are overthinking what you're going to say because you are afraid how I'm going to react to it. Yeah. Because you get so defensive. Yeah. Like, um, I, I understood where Corey was coming from yeah. in this for sure. Yeah. So did I. Um, because I've been through it with you and I understood where Topanga was coming from in this situation because for me I'm like can we get this over with so then we can get to the good part and like love each other again yeah but I I think that's to the point where like Corey is I I, this is the first time in the show really that Corey and Topanga have had a fight where Corey didn't just spout off the first awful thing that was in his head right in the second part of this fight Right. Yes. Yes. And um, it was like he had he had learned, like, I should not do this. Uh, And I and I think that's that's a lot where I come across because I don't I don't want to fight with you ever. 
Um, and when we do fight, I don't want it to be about who's going to win and who's going to lose. Right. So a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to have this while we're really mad at each other. I would rather have this conversation later. Um, and sometimes you, like, you're right. Like sometimes I'm overthinking it and I just need to say something. Right. So I, I understand where Corey was coming from. We're almost like he went from one end of the spectrum and he was like, oh, I shouldn't be like that. Let me go all the way to the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, have a, I think like if you are in a fight, quieting down and waiting, at least from my perspective, one, it's a waste of time. And two, like it could potentially make things worse because you're stewing over the conflict for however long. So like if we were in an argument and you stayed quiet and I didn't say anything. I just let you stay quiet. I rolled over. I went to sleep. No, no, no. Then we continue. We can. I have to wait until you're ready to talk. Sometimes (laughs) that could be like you have laid there quiet for like an hour before. Are we gonna fight right now? I'm just putting this (laughs) into perspective. I I understand, but I also um, I think sometimes it is better to let your emotions cool because, uh, like in that first moment where Corey starts screaming about her big mouth and she's screaming about him not being able to like Mm -hmm. they were so heated that they weren't saying things how they would like to say them right um they were saying things that needed to be said sort of but in a very hurtful way yeah and you're not things are going to get worse there right like you can say those things and they do by by now, as we get to this point in the episode, they do a really good job of talking this out. Mm-hmm. Like, for what it's worth, this is the first time that I think I've really thought that they handled themselves well. Mm-hmm. And explained and communicated and and felt empathy for the other person. Right. Um, both of them. Right. Um, and, and it works out. Yeah. So... You know, Topang is like, I don't, I don't want to break your spirit. And Corey's like, I don't want to hold you back. And they make up. And then the next, like, spin around the screen is a little bit later. And they're both sitting on the couch. And Corey has the headset on. Or no, Topanga has the headset on. But Corey's talking into it. And they called uh, Mr. Um, Shinazi mm-hmm. again. And Corey's just like, Shinazi, hey, it's me. Corey, you've hung up on me before, but guess what? I have reinforcements this time. I have my wife. And Topanga's like, hi, Mr. Shinazi, this is Topanga. I'm Corey's wife. And she's like, oh, fine. And like gives the headset to Corey. And she's just like, he doesn't want to talk to the wife. He wants to talk to you. And Corey puts the headset on and he's like, oh, uh-huh. Okay. All right. Those will get sent out. And he sold a subscription to Aardvark to Mr. Shinazi because he um, persisted. Yeah. And then we cut to later. They're still sitting in the living room. post credit scene, Eric walks in and demands. Oh, he's he's all burnt up from the lightning strike. And he demands his penny back. And Corey gives it back. And that's it. That's the end of the episode and the longest recap we've ever done of an episode mm-hmm. in a long time. Um, Tanya, how'd you feel about this episode? All Eric bullshit aside, yeah. I loved this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the first episode 
in a while where I can strongly say like I know how I feel about how things were handled in this episode and they were handled well. Um, This was an incredibly realistic married argument Um, and especially with a young relationship like these are kids that are figuring out life and figuring out conflict resolution as people who are living in in the same home um, having to go home to each other in the middle of a conflict yeah it was done so well even the subject matter like this wasn't it was done good it was done well (laughs) um the subject of the fight was perfection Like, it wasn't just some silly thing. Like, it was a very realistic reason to have resentment towards the other person, to feel that resentment and then feel defensive. Like, the way that it panned out for Corey and Topanga was such a good example of of conflict, like early conflict, actual conflict, and then conflict resolution. And I was so impressed with how it was handled. Um, there, you you had said something um, about the fact that this was one of the first times where you felt like they actually were like feeling empathy towards each other, and and that came through them saying horrible things, and that's realistic. Like when you're really angry, you say things that you don't necessarily mean as hurtful whether you mean them or not most of the time when you're spouting things it's the way you say them and not what you're saying um you can tell the truth and it not sound like a knife in someone's heart um but the writers did such a good job of that aspect of this episode And I was really impressed by it. And Topanga is, like, Daniel Fischel is so funny. She's so funny. She delivers lines so well. Just so great. And then seeing Rachel. Like, Rachel's part was fantastic. It was so good. How'd you feel about this episode? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, My... my, uh, about this episode section is going to be super short because it pretty much echoes what you said um, outside of the Eric stuff because the Eric stuff was terrible and it's so sad to watch Eric this season mm-hmm. uh, because for six seasons we've championed him and he's been our favorite character by a long shot outside of Frankie. Right. Um, and this season has been so bad and so upsetting. Um, and it's funny that we've pretty much disliked Topanga for like the last five or so seasons boy meets world pull the old switcheroo the on the old us. switcheroo and now we just love topanga um yeah it, it was it was fantastic though I, for all the same reasons that you said it was and and angela was great in the little spot that she mm-hmm. was in sean was amazing sean yeah. sean in his spots played it out so well as like a i'm your best friend but you got to figure this shit out mm-hmm. um and um Rachel was fantastic. Gosh, um, I wish we had more Rachel. Um yeah. Um but I mean that was it. Uh otherwise it was a really amazing episode for all the same reasons you said and we talked about already, but mm-hmm. 
this episode has gone on long enough. I've heard my own voice enough. Yeah, I've heard mine enough, too. Um, Tanya? Yes? Anything else you want to say to the people, or you want to tell them where to find us? I can tell them where to find us. You can tweet at us on Twitter at BMGMBMW. You can email us at BMGMBMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group and chat with us a little bit. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved, and then you can post whatever Boy Meets World stuff you want um, and chat with us about the episode. Yep, but that's going to do it for us. We're wrapping up. Thank you for joining us, class. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 13. Do good. Class dismissed.